Brandon. Hey, Alan. And welcome to Dice Over Everything. So lately I've been building some new terrain, but I guess that we've realized the problem. If you build it, it can also be destroyed. Uh, every single week? <laughs> every single week? Yeah. If it... Yeah, I think we just saw a, a post about how one of the, the uh, workhorse pieces of terrain... Uh, at the store uh, for for fantasy terrain was shattered into a million pieces as it had fallen on the floor. Yeah, I, I really feel bad for store terrain because it gets it's very unloved. But even when I build terrain, I still worry about what's going to happen to it. Because I mean, I bring terrain to tournaments. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm just going to leave this over there, and hopefully, it comes back as it went over there. Yeah, it's that's true, and it often doesn't. It just takes one person who shows up and plays on the table uh, on your table mm-hmm. uh, that doesn't treat your terrain with respect to destroy everything or just they're bumbling idiots because I get the impression that <laughs> they're a good they portion... don't mean to no no they're, they're but well... they don't not mean to because no. they don't even think about it no they're not being cautious around it is basically yeah. what it comes down to but there's a large like portion of the population I think I was saying before I, I would guess at about 15% of 15% people 15% of the people that play miniatures games in a store just aren't very cognizant of what they're doing around yeah. them I feel like there's I think when you get into this hobby right mm-hmm. miniature gaming as a hobby everyone understands that you spend a lot of time on your actual miniatures right because that's the the core of the actual hobby right you you spend time to assemble them and maybe you you've got uh, to pretty them, them up to, prepare yeah. them then you spray paint them you spend hours painting them right mm-hmm. to make something that hopefully you'll be proud of or at least happy with how it looks and so when you go and you know like they are little miniatures made out of plastic or or metal like most of them if you drop them on the ground no when someone drops and you hear the tinkling of minis on the ground people yeah. are like whoa everyone oh, turns around like oh exactly. shit we all understand the pain especially mm-hmm. because no matter who you are even if you're super uh, careful you're going to have dropped a mini sometime during your your gaming right hopefully every time you drop one you kind of are a little bit more careful mm-hmm. uh, for the rest of your, your miniature gaming career. But the thing is, everyone is understands that that is an important thing, right? That mm-hmm. that when you're touching someone else's miniatures, you got to treat them like they are... They're incredibly delicate, because they yeah, are. They're like the person's baby. Mm-hmm. In fact, more... <laughs> they have to treat them with more respect than babies, because, you know, babies, you know... Okay, technically, if you drop a baby, that's, that's really not bad. Good. No. But they're probably going; they're more likely to survive than and, than and those be okay minis. than those those minis, depending mm-hmm. on how far how far you drop them. I don't know the plastic ones are pretty good. Except that's true. The plastic ones are pretty good. Plastic's pretty good for that, but unfortunately, not. Yeah. you can't tell when you look at it. Yeah. So then, at the same time, though, like for some reason, people haven't extended that idea of terrain being someone's baby especially no. especially when, when it's in the store and when it's the store it's the store's babies then mm-hmm. who cares right you're yeah, just there the you, you paid them money right you gave maybe. them money mm-hmm. oh, oh yeah maybe yeah. maybe you gave them some money to go and play down there so you feel like for some reason that it's okay to drop a piece of terrain on the ground have it shattered to a million pieces and then just leave before or, anyone notices or just people often shove it to the side without really caring sort of where it moves to which often is not the <laughs> table the anymore uh huh <laughs> I've never seen that happen before. That's crazy. Anyway, I've seen. Yeah. So yeah. Anyways, our subject for today is taking, taking care of taking care of your toys. So like that that extends to the models, and I guess that extends to the train too. Mm-hmm. 
Because with the models, you like you don't always play at your house. You've got to move them around, so you've got to worry about mm-hmm. storing them nicely. Even if you do play it in your house. You've still got to put them away afterwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, even if you're one of those people that owns a big-ass house with their your own uh, hobby room, you probably, if you have a hobby room, you've probably filled your hobby room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just saying. You can't put everything like, on the table yeah, at once. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You probably have, like, a bunch of shelves filled with miniatures and extra terrain and maybe you have that one table or maybe even two tables if you're crazy that are just on display Mm -hmm. yeah but then at some point you're going to have that third set of terrain and where do you what do you do with that yeah so i guess it's probably my ocd but when i build Mm -hmm. terrain i the first thing i think about is how am i going to pack this stuff away because like we were Mm -hmm. looking at we were doing new store keep terrain Mm -hmm. out technically you you should be able to keep a full table's worth of terrain out somewhere or not, maybe not a full table but like a display area how come you don't well, have display areas oh because it'll get place? dirty i don't want to have to clean them because things get really dusty oh, and then i'm like this is gross i don't want to have to like sweep off these tiny little things okay so i keep fairly minimal amounts of you spend so much around. time on painting these miniatures like for example yeah. we're at my place right now and i have like I cleared out a bunch of shells so i could fill them with miniatures because mm-hmm. before i had done exactly like, like you were doing i packed them all away into little boxes and i'm like why did i paint so many miniatures if i'm not going to have them to look at and so recently i just cleared off a space and so that that way when i play when we play at my place um we can just take them directly off the shelf and then recently i put in little lights on my in, uh, on top of my oh the lights are key too if you want to display stuff yeah, yeah for totally. sure so that you can actually see them like mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it kind of double does double duty. It's like storage and display in one. Yeah, yeah storage and display. So that they are safe and where they are, except for the, except for the dust the part, day. which I yeah, which I is sort of the downside of. Yeah, I gotta solve that them. issue. Mm-hmm. I think in my my old uh, place, I had a, a shelf with with uh, what do you call it? A, a glass front, front glass thing. cabinet, mm-hmm. right? And then I set that with lights as well, but I, I think I I left that at my parents place at one time when i was moving sometime in the past yeah well never run it back that's not a bad way of storing things but like usually for storage you've uh-huh. got to pack away pack away everything in bins and i guess when we were younger like most people were they just throw all their toys into like a box together because when you're younger you're like ah, oh, mm-hmm. i didn't spend that much time painting whatever yeah. i still do mm-hmm. that with games workshop miniatures <laughs> oh yeah I'm, i might still do that too <laughs> there's some fun there's there is some sort of fun being like oh, i spent a whole bunch of time painting it and then just treating it a little bit like shit it'll be fine and because they're all plastic now yep um and now I prep my models uh, relatively correctly. Well, I, well, you still the use the airbrush well. to prime, correct? No. No. What do you prime them with then? I, I use spray primer. Oh, okay, good. I use <laughs> spray primer or paint on primer, depending. Okay. For some of the stuff where, funnily enough, like that, I care a lot more about. Mm-hmm. I use paint on primer because oh, then you you yeah because okay. you can control the uh, level of uh, paint on the actual model. And it'll be it can be a lot thinner. Okay, so usually I do multiple passes of primer mm-hmm. to make sure the primer is like I actually want to get enough thickness. Is usually what I'm more concerned about because if you don't get enough thickness on the edges, then they will chip. But there's other ways of like yeah, protecting. But, but that's the entire thing. If I really care about mm-hmm. it, then I want to make it look a lot nicer. Yep. Then I want to keep the the priming layer mm-hmm. on on the model as thin as possible. But you're right. The trade off is 
when you play with them, you're much they're much more likely to chip. Yeah, which is oddly the pain enough. is thinner, obviously. Like you, that's, a, that's just a trade-off you got to deal with. Yeah, so oddly, like the priming of your minis is part of caring for them because yeah. if they're poorly primed, you'll start losing paint off of them all over the place. So for plastics, I found like there's special primers out there meant for plastics. Mm-hmm. They just have more solvent in them, so they bind better. And I think the current line that I found is the best is actually Rustoleum bought the line from Krylon. Uh-huh. That's the Rustoleum like camel line, and it's a very mm-hmm. flat primer. Mm-hmm. And it binds like really, really well to plastic, so it's very the primer is very resistant to scratching. So I find that I could actually take those models and throw them all in a box together mm-hmm. if I wasn't too too worried about the paint jobs because they're probably mm-hmm. not going to scratch. So that's pretty good. Yeah. I do use the I like the Rustoleum paint plus primer. Yeah, I find the paint plus primers goes on very thick because when like mm-hmm. usually when they use that designation, they mean it's quite a thick prime. So I try to avoid those as much mm, as possible for priming. So that might be why you don't like some of the spray primers. Yeah, maybe. So, I, I whenever I've used spray primers, they're just they're just not as you don't have as much control, right? And I just haven't found one that was like super good. So I find I'm not too worried when you spray prime if you get like the under areas don't get hit. Mm-hmm. In reality, they're the under areas, so they don't scratch, they don't scratch on each yeah. other. So if you have if you to go back over them with something paint, else, it's yeah. fine. If you end up using just like basic paint over top of the bare metal, bare plastic, it never touches anything. It's usually fine. Yeah, I agree. It is. It is the, those portions. Actually, when I do paint uh, models, mm-hmm. uh, another thing after you've uh, well, well, uh, after you've prepared them, um, is uh, and after you've painted them, is that. Uh, a lot of people like to like what do you call it? Uh, put on a spray matte protection, like a varnish coat, right yeah, after the primer. Coat afterwards. Yeah, and I worry that paint won't stick very well to that, so I've never done it. Oh, you mean oh no? Oh, you mean right after your your base layer? Yeah, to then. I think that's that's a pretty good idea, honestly. Yeah. Because the the issue with your uh, varnish coats is that it dulls all of your paint colors, right? Because you're basically putting on a translucent layer on top of everything right so all of your colors are going to be well well it turns them all reflect reflective to some extent it turns the whole thing kind of shiny uh, or if it's matte if it's matte Mm -hmm. then the matte part is actually a slight um translucency right so which dulls all your colors Mm -hmm. so uh so yeah not a super big fan of doing that at the very end after you've done your entire like paint job and everything looks super pretty you don't over you don't want to change it yeah you don't want to change the areas you want shiny if you use like true metallic metals you want Mm -hmm. those to stay with like metallic paints you want those to stay metallic and the other areas you want to look flat you want them to look flat and then mm -hmm. again if you have like a high saturation it's going to dull your saturation because you have a, a clear coat on top uh and sometimes it can be cloudy depending on on what type you use or if you're if you're using a spray version and the uh, the what do you call it the uh, moisture in the air is isn't correct, it then could, you can, it you could get screw the like, whole thing up. Yeah. yeah. So what I found is that I really like uh, the paint-on versions of these matte things, but I actually don't put that uh, protection protective layer on the entire mini. Because yeah. like you're saying, just like how the underside of minis are not scratched at all most minis where they scratch you know where like once you handle a bunch you know where they're going to scratch it's the things that point out yeah right? like and where gun, you gun the things the, that you pick it up the, by mm-hmm. the muzzle of the gun or if they have hair probably the top of the head the hair will probably scratch or something like that those are the areas where i do actually put on uh the paint on mm-hmm. uh varnish 
and I just put it on those areas. In which yep. case, the face, for example, is a, a place you like know, the tip of the nose may require. Tip it. of the nose, you might put it on, but I don't put but it you, on the cheeks, kind of ex- the mm-hmm. cheeks, the eyes. There's no point in doing the eyes nope. and cheeks. Generally, never chip. Uh, so you don't want to put it on that because you want to keep that as vibrant and nice looking as possible. Mm-hmm. And then, oftentimes, if once you're done that, if it if it has uh, desaturated uh, the the paint job afterwards, you might want to put in just a little bit more paint just to bring the thing back up, mm-hmm. right? A little bit of highlighter afterwards. Yeah, so that's that is one like way of protecting your models while you're transporting yeah. them. Just know that just. Protect Even when, when you handle them or when they're in the case. Because when you use foam, it's resting against the foam, mm-hmm. which means as you shake it around, it sort of rubs yeah. back and forth yeah, wherever it touches. About, yeah. So mm-hmm. so we've kind of painted... We, we also didn't mention the fact that you've got to wash, wash your minis oh, before yeah. because there's oftentimes when, when a miniature uh, come is, is produced, they, they... It's got mold release agent yeah. on, which is kind of like a, just a film. Yeah, it's meant to not be sticky. Yeah, off. Yeah. Or th- mm-hmm. Yeah. So after you've done even, all that, even when you handle the model when you're mm-hmm. prepping it, like your hands have natural oils on them, mm-hmm. and wherever like the outside points are, that's, that's where true. you're handling it. And now yeah. when you prime over that, you're priming over all those natural oils you've added to your model. Yeah. So when you see those people that uh, put their minis on on these like weird, crazy contraptions just so they can don't have to ever touch their mini while they're painting it, mm-hmm. uh, they've been there's eating, a reason to eat a lot of chicken wings. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I still don't do it because I don't find it comfortable. But whatever. Yeah, it's a it's it's a lot of effort, and I'm like, well, it's always a trade off, right? Because when you have as many minis as we do, mm-hmm. uh, you need to speed up your painting process. You can actually get through all those minis. Yeah, that's part of it. So we we're talking about like transporting back to the foam thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're so you've painted your mini. You got these perfect looking things. Now you want to bring them around. How do you do that? Like, so obviously a lot of companies sell foam trays with like pre-cut out things mm-hmm. from like, they're even branded for the various, like, yep. you've got the and Warhammer the brand, you've got Infinity like brand. Insulation? Not insulation foam. Uh, what do you call it? It's the ones that they always use for like guns or, or music. It's like case foam. And stuff yeah. like that, yeah. It's typical case. I forget the exact name of it. The technical name doesn't matter. But and it's supposed to be soft. It's open cell whatever minis. foam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be, but reality is... If you if you're shaking the mini around in the case, mm-hmm. just because you're putting it in the car, or you're walking around, mm-hmm. it's just gonna rub back and forth over and over, uh-huh. and like the, t- the tips of the swords that stick out, people's noses, blades, everything like that that just yeah. like to have, will yeah. end up rubbing against the edge, and the, I mean, and rub it up, rub it off. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the thing is not soft enough. Yep. What you really need is tiny silk sheets around, and you wrap your little uh-huh. mini in the silk sheet, and then you t- that like put into bed basically yes and then when you take them out time to wake up you take off their little silk sheet and bring them out so yeah there's all sorts of extremes you could go to but I find with the foam cases like mm-hmm. there's the pre-cut foam trays which you're like oh it's just a generic size the guy goes in there yeah. but with current armies I try to make the slots for the miniatures sort of more customized uh-huh. obviously there's a limit to that because if you make every single thing individual you've got to remember exactly where every dude goes mm-hmm. but I try to make it so that every guy fits fairly snugly, so at least like the bottom of where the base goes fits snugly. Because if they're rolling around, the, all that rubbing back and forth destroys the mini. So you yeah you don't want them just rolling around in the foam. Yeah. Even it's it's the worst with metal, but well, even with plastic it'll rub off. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. when you've got big miniatures. Like if you start loading yeah, the miniature true. in a spot where it's not the, meant their, to have their weight, weight on it, is working with the rubbing to like rub that paint off yeah, yeah and it could even start bending little the little metal parts yep that's so. true 
So one thing that I have heard, like I haven't done this personally, I'm thinking I should because there's a couple of minis um, that uh, my Frostgrave minis, which are uh, War Machine models that are metal, uh, they've been rubbing off quite a bit and it's kind of been annoying me. Um, so there's like, I was talking about little silk blankets for your minis, yeah. uh, which might be a little bit overkill. But I heard, have heard that uh, you you don't need to have silk. Well, Kleenex do. Because <laughs> I have Kleenex. Use, uh, so uh, I've heard that you can use plastic bags mm-hmm. because plastic is, instead of like rubbing, it'll just slide, mm-hmm. right? So if you use a plastic bag and you kind of wrap your minis around in a little plastic bag, that can help it not actually rub off. Well, I guess the whole plastic bag thing, if you around. if you are wrapping the mini with something, you're kind of yeah. more pushing it into place and holding it in place because rather than being able to move around in the foam, you've now sort mm-hmm. of smushed some well, you, padding you try and to do hold that. there. At least I when, I, when I bring them around, I try and do that anyways. I have little little pieces of loose foam that mm-hmm. I shove in there to make sure that they're, they don't move that much. Yep. But even with that, again, with the, the weight of a metal mini, they're going to shift and, and kind of rub. Mm-hmm. But if I were to wrap it with plastic, then when they rub, they're actually just sliding. It's less likely. Yeah. So normally I only do you that. You don't get think... that, what, what do you call it, grinding on, on the foam. Yes. So usually I only do that for metal minis when I think the weight's going to go in some weird direction and actually just break off part of the model. So, but it does both things because the heavier the model, yeah, the yeah, more yeah. the more weight's basically being pushed on yeah. those edges. So mm-hmm. when you get to a heavy model, it becomes really essential yeah. to make sure it can't move around. So I'm thinking also besides plastic, mm-hmm. and okay, so I do shove in the the foam just to to make it not move. Yep. But I I think it's in, besides plastic, which honestly like it's kind of gross and crinkly sounding. Oh, yeah. And it's a lot of work. Like, every time you pack up your minis, you've got to take yeah. into account. Like, there's a limit to how hard you can make packing so, up your models after. Yeah, so what I want to do instead, I have the little square square foam, right? With, like, the, the pre-cut one. The yeah. squares. Um, I want to, f- like, line those with parchment paper. Because parchment paper doubles up. It's great because you use that for painting. Mm-hmm. Uh, use that for baking. Oh, and, and, terms <laughs> and of, also painting. what you mean by for painting and, is use it to like line your wet palette. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I already have a lot of, of parchment paper. Uh, so just cutting it so that I line all of these foam things with mm-hmm. parchment paper, I think will re- work really well. Again, it's the same kind of idea that the model will slide instead of rub. Mm-hmm. Which, so, which as long as you have it set up that way, you don't have to do something every single time you take your model exactly. out or put it back in. Like if you've yeah. got to unwrap your model every single yeah. time, that's kind of a giant pain in the butt. Yeah, but so if it's I just be, have mm-hmm. it lined basically with this kind of thing, and if it gets racked because you know your yep. model will, will poke the paper, it's just parchment paper. You can rip it out and replace it mm-hmm. relatively easily. So that's what I think I'm going to end up trying. That's my next kind of traveling project. For your next army case? Also, mm-hmm. so for, for my infinity models... You currently have them magnetized, correct? Magnetized, Most of them? Yep. Mm-hmm. I have everything magnetized that I bring around. So whenever... I kind of worry about that because when I see people with totally. magnetized cases... Especially because I don't treat my case very well. Oh, you just like drop... Like just yeah, I just throw let it go of it and drop it on the ground? Uh-huh. Just like how I throw in a bunch of painted models. But you don't throw, ter- a little bit you don't throw terrain on the ground, right? No. No, of course not. Well, if I did, then I'd be the person that would just walk away and not tell anyone that I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> but back, I've never done it. But back to the magnets. As far as you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. But back to the magnets. I guess I see so many people with a magnetic, like, the magnetized mm-hmm. bases show up. and like, oh, God, one came loose. It's rolled around and it smashed everybody. Because with magnetized cases, you haven't divi- you usually don't divide everybody's, like, every model. I'm uh-huh. calling them people. But you divide them yeah. all into their individual segmented areas. So uh-huh. if one comes loose, like, if either the magnets break yeah, off. Yeah, he starts fighting all of the other guys. 
Yeah, that that scares me because I, I see it show up and people have that happen to them. Yeah, it's actually not as bad as you think when when it happens. I guess you could probably hear. It's it. happened. It's definitely happened, mm-hmm. especially when uh, I d- you don't, you know, certain miniatures are pretty heavy. Yep. Right. Like. Uh, like giant robot things. Giant robots. Giant monsters. For, for and especially depending on how you fasten them to the base, mm-hmm. um, they can definitely fly off. Right. Because your that magnet. Is, that's true. Your magnet mm-hmm. might just. Like just come off, especially if if you haven't glued or, or attached it well. Enough. Or their feet could just rip off the base because unlike foam, where they're sort yep. of like sitting in the foam, where like the whole model is wedged into the foam mm-hmm. rather than just the base, it's now relying on the base to take. Like you're just shaking it by the base basically when you move the thing around. That's right, and especially with, with certain uh, Infinity models where it's just like one. Le- well, I guess they don't really do it anymore. Most most of their sculpts are pretty solid. Yeah, but. They used to have like a person balancing on one foot or something like that, mm-hmm. and the model because it's, uh, especially the older models because they were uh, true scale. That means that a person's leg is not the size of a, a normal torso, which is what you get with forty k, right? Yep. Uh, so because their leg is so thin, if let's say it got bent or something like that, or through play or whatever, it might break off. And the joints weren't as well designed either back then, so the joints could just kind of come apart, possibly. Oh, you mean like if they were if you glued them together? Yeah, some of the glued joints, like with newly di- with newer digital. I'm actually talking about like literally. I have a bunch of models that like a whole leg just their snapped. leg just snapped off. Oh god, just then, right? And mm-hmm. so I was like, oh well, he flew off. His leg snapped off, and then he was in such pain. He started smacking all my other models. Because uh, that's probably more. But like it was that. actually mm-hmm. honestly fine. I guess I guess I do enough in terms of priming and. Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't that much scratching. Yes. So I don't know what you've have you done several cases of the magnets yet, or just just the one? Well, I only have one case. Yeah. Okay. I have one case. It's basically my Infinity models, mm-hmm. but I have a whole bunch of different uh, like inserting slots that I can put in. Okay. So what do you do with this? Do the guys have to come off these slots every time you change armies? Because the whole thing about moving armies around, you don't want to like having to move your guys into the case when you take them somewhere so my my slots Mm -hmm. uh, this is all like a custom built case right so i put it on mdf um well actually hdf um so your case is basically to describe it kind of like a shelf but you can take the shelves out of it yes Mm -hmm. i magnetize the shelves too so that you can slide them in and then once they're in and then you close the top they're locked in there right Mm -hmm. so they, they don't move around but then uh once you open up the case you can kind of slide the shelf out so what do you do with the shelf then in between games? I have games? just extra shelves. So yeah. like, but where do the shelves get stored? They have their I own cases. Right there. They're... Oh, they just go on the shelf. Yeah, the I shelf can... goes on another shelf. Okay, yeah, I get it. I can literally take off the shelf. Yes, and put it there the parts for an of army. the the parts of the the shelves in the case go onto a actual shelf. Yeah, okay. and I can take the entire shelf out, and then I have different armies with mm-hmm. different things. And it's true sometimes you know you you gotta pack more models in, but whatever. Yeah, as long as you don't, you don't have, to, have pick... to do that every single time you're moving your armies unless you have a really big case every a new case for every single model so is that what you have (laughs) you haven't noticed that uh i guess yeah technically that's true yeah so i don't like having to move all the models between cases between games obviously you have your tokens your dice Mm -hmm. well no actually i buy individual dice and now i start buying individual templates for each army because they match the color of the army so it looks cool i I, it's blinging out your armies yeah Yeah. it's just blinging out your army but it reduces the num- amount of time to like actually pack up the army to take. So another way mm-hmm. of dealing with taking armies in and out of your case is just to have a case for every single army that you have, is what you're saying. Yeah, in the case of what 
how far you go with this is do you buy individual templates for every army like so what I've been doing actually I I, I actually have a case for every single one of my games mm-hmm. and I try to keep I tr- I'm trying to do I'm basically doing the same kind of thing except that that, that, that actually makes same. sense because really for my infinity armies I keep mm-hmm. them all in the same type of it's all the same case basically mm-hmm. so in reality I could just take out the foam trays and then store them in a box yeah. and it would be just as good yeah, or so, be close to as good. You wouldn't just be able to pick up the box and walk mm-hmm. off. But I can't do that anyways because I'm not going to make tokens for every single army. There's a certain limit to what you could do for well, every one of your cases. You kind of do want to have tokens for every single army, for every single box. Mm-hmm. Like I do. Oh yeah, for every single. I have box. for every single game basically measuring mm-hmm. tapes because like all of these miniature games require a certain set of things. So I actually do have specific dice and specific measuring tapes for each thing so it's just easy so i'm like oh that i'm going out to play uh frostgrave today I i've have got my frostgrave box. i've got my d20s i've got yeah. mm-hmm. and i'm ready to go and then i have my infinity box and then i have a lord of the rings box and sometimes i forget some of them my lord of the rings stuff because mm-hmm. it's a little bit scattered but um yeah i have and then i have my malifaux box which i've played all of one game with but i have a full box mm-hmm. too so yeah. i i can totally relate and it, it makes it a lot easier to just um when you're on your your way to play a game, it's just easier to say, "Oh yeah, this is my entire box. I have everything packed away." Yeah, and this, this like, thing. and you know the miniatures are properly protected. You're not just like, "Oh, I threw, had to throw them all in some place they don't belong." Yeah, and literally, mm-hmm. it's just because I'm. I don't know if it is that lazy. I guess that's not really lazy if you. No, put it's, it all, it's putting time. Yeah, if you put all the time, it's just efficient. Yeah. Sure. And and do I really need five? Like it's funny. Uh, so my favorite measuring tape is the uh, Canadian Tire Master Craft one because it's like a measuring tape that you um, that doesn't have a uh, lock. It's the auto lock one. It won't. It won't. No, it's it won't not automatic- an auto lock. No, so it will automatically retract. It'll automatically retract, but yeah. the wheel uh, is connected to uh, the side of the measuring tape. So oh, if so you, you can hi- hold-, hold the side; it'll stay out. Ah, but as okay. soon as you let go, it all comes comes back in. And I feel like for miniature games, that's mm-hmm. exactly how you want it. Yeah, with with War Machine, I think from playing that game where you had to get every second reduced for efficiency's sake, oh my God, yeah. you learned you had to start buying auto lock tape measures and other specific things. Because if you had to spend the time to pull the tape measure every time, <laughs> you would lose the game. So you had to buy specific to five minutes, tools. On chess clock, man. Exactly, but but in reality, like it's actually better play experience to have the right tools. Mm-hmm. So you're not just like wasting everybody's time pulling out the measuring tape over and over every single time. You need to check a different direction on the board. So I don't think that has anything to do with... Pro- oh, it kind of does help to protect your models because if the stupid tape measure doesn't like snap back in out of nowhere and like smash, smash your guys in the face... definitely happened. I've oh, seen yeah. That happen. that happens, or dra- yeah. it drags across the board and smashes a whole bunch of things. Yeah, and like, the other thing is mm-hmm. if you're constantly taking things in and out of your bag with all of your minis... This is like very, very like detailed whatever, but if you're constantly yeah. removing things in and out of your bag, you're more likely to have a mishap with your minis. Yeah, a park gets stuck in some their, their sword snaps yeah. off. That's you should just, That's why you should have your own set of dice and everything in, in your container or your bag for carrying each one of your minis. Yep. Mini games. Um, so other ways of transporting things. I guess we talked about foam. We went for the magnets. Do you see people do many... How do you many... keep your foam? Do you buy those super expensive... Uh, bags just for the foam i buy toolboxes just because i i don't want to look like i'm carrying around games i want to be like oh this is so and i like the hard to be fair i I also do the same kind of thing Mm -hmm. but instead i just use uh, messenger bags 
I have a whole bunch of like I have extra messenger bags just to carry around. To, technically, it's not just minis, but like yeah. I have more than one messenger bag, and I, you know, depending on how many minis I have to bring, if I'm playing bring a 40k army, I have to have like three messenger bags and pack right. them all around. I just feel like it's so much more practical. But I feel like I want it's my own bag for each one of those one of the good things about messenger bags is they're they're roughly the right size for carrying the foam for tray. Pluck, for foam trays mm-hmm. so if you have a like a, a paper container just to keep those things together you can put it in your messenger bag and, and run off which is what i do for my frost grave and stuff mm-hmm. and then i have um, a laptop bag for my infinity which is also around the same, right same size yeah. a laptop bag is like a messenger bag and you basically have a cardboard thing inside of it that holds the it's like a cardboard box inside of that or something similar yeah. that keeps all it's the foam hard, that keeps yeah, all the levels HDF. of foam together for my infinity I care mm-hmm. more about it so, uh, yeah, <laughs> so it's course. like an HDF container it, inside foam mm-hmm. I have foam on the outside HDF inside and then everything's magnetized inside so what other things do they really like pre-made products you can buy all the pre-made foam cases out there yeah but there's not too much it's else expensive. they sell oh they are expensive but and they're often not practical they often because the layout, they're trying to save mm-hmm. money uh, it's not comfortable. Like their strat will just be the normal well, cheap, cheap ass. I don't know what you call it. It's just a nylon thing, but has yeah, cheap connection. Has cheap connections cheap nylon, on it. Yeah, strap with either a plastic connector. Whereas mm-hmm. if you buy like a a messenger bag, you can spend you can spend hundred dollars or multiple hundreds that, to get that, a really thing, comfortable. That bag could hold fifty bag. pounds if you exactly. had to. Uh-huh. Exactly, that's what I have. Right, it's super comfortable. Right, I got one from uh, Mech. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, often with the foam, like it's, the f- not, it's not a couple hundred dollars, but yeah, it's a nice bag. But I found with the foam ones they sell, the bag is a bit too wide, so it ends up just smashing against your side. Yeah, because they want it to layer so that like the foam is always sitting the same way you would put it on That's the table. Right. But it's because of that, it ends up just smacking against your side. So when I do my cases, and I these end guys up- care about mm-hmm. their minis. They don't care about like the comfort of of carrying it around but the issue is when you're carrying things around how comfortable it is and how easy it is to move around is part of what's going to keep it from getting wrecked yep if it keeps smashing into the doorway as you walk yeah, through it because exactly. it sticks out too far that's not good or, for your minis even if it just keeps on bouncing on your hip as you walk yes yeah, like we talked about that's before terrible. it's that's shaking rubbing, around yeah. it shakes around the minis which is what's ruining the paint jobs like we yeah. talked about at the beginning yeah so just so. spend that extra money buy like uh, I don't know, a backpack or something like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's so much better. Like buying use, a backpack and then yeah. just getting like a cardboard container that, that that holds that shelf. Or you could even use the same containers they use. Like you could use those, the nylon bags they sell with the foam in it, but then you just put it in a knapsack after. Yep, like to true. use a normal way that people move things. Yeah, that there's a reason that why. we figured out over thousands of years. And, uh, yeah, and well, the amount of, mm-hmm. of technology or, or what do you call it, design design that people put into really nice bags yeah it's totally worth it yeah don't right? don't, forget don't the spend that the extra hundred hundred dollars on your bag or whatever 50 bucks on your bag so that it has the logo of the game that you're you're uh-huh. playing it's just not worth it they're just not going to be as high quality no yeah all right so i think we've said that maybe foam's the easy way to go because magnetizing guys is often quite difficult like from there are bases out there, some like some of the ones I've bought. Late, oh, so, so here's the thing: mm-hmm. if you if you use your if you just buy the the foam trays, which I, I think are fine, I I I think I'm gonna try it out. I haven't tried it out. Yeah. Layer like lining them with, like pre-cut squares, mm-hmm. 
uh, big enough to fit most of your minis, and then you can kind of fit in little pieces of foam to make sure they don't move, and then line it with parchment paper. I feel like that's the best thing to do. Yep. Now the problem is, if it's just a loose foam tray, it's a little bit flip-floppy, uh, like it's floppy, right? Because it's just a foam tray, right? The foam generally bends a little bit. Okay, I usually can't use, just slide it into a bag. I usually got to have smaller a, a, trays. I don't use the really really big ones. I use sure. smaller trays because sure. we play skirmish games. Yeah. So when they're smaller, they, they tend to be okay. But yeah, you're right. Once you get to the bigger foam trays, mm-hmm. they do bend quite a bit. But, but even if you have the smaller trays, you can't just throw them into a bag, right? That's the entire reason mm-hmm. why they. The, the companies are trying to sell you the special bag uh, that that is like has I don't know cardboard or or plastic inside to keep the shape of of your trays. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is that you don't need that. What you should do is you should just take spend it's a little bit extra time, but you can just literally get a cardboard box and cut your cardboard box into a box that's just sized for the tray with a lid on top. Well, because they sell those things too. They sell boxes that basically hold the foam trays. Really? How much does that cost? I think they come with the foam in them often. Okay. But they're they're just like banker boxes. That, yeah, like you, sure. You banker boxes for keeping paper? They have the things that are built like banker boxes. Just keep your foam trays. Because, say, yeah, if you sure. don't want to buy a bunch of those expensive $100 bags... Yeah, take those, buy those. Then it's you so just, much better. You just, or so you make cheaper. your own cardboard. Literally, you just fold some cardboard and you put them in. Card, cardboard. Yep. I don't know uh, how many how many listeners actually worked in a warehouse, but you're always cutting your boxes into the right shape when you want to ship them, right? Because mm-hmm. you don't want... If you have a big giant box and you're trying to fit small things inside, right? You got to cut that thing to be smaller so that it's not huge. Yep. So it's really, really simple. Just look online if you can't figure it out yourself. If you can, just to cut if you can build mattress, you can yeah. build out a cardboard. And then you just, yeah, exactly. You just cut your 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 box into the right shape, and then you just tape it with a heavy duty tape, like a duct tape, mm-hmm. uh, on the edges just to keep the shape. And then you have have your lid go on top. Like it's really it's gonna be like if you, less than an hour to cut this box, mm-hmm. and you don't have to spend a lot of money. Like literally, I assume you get cardboard boxes and all sorts of things. I would use like the corrugated cardboard, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, you want something that's a little bit more uh, sturdy than just the straight stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, you can do that, and then you can spray paint it if you want to make it a little bit fancier. Put on mm-hmm. your you can put the logos on there it. yourself. Yeah, exactly. yeah, you don't have to pay exactly. for the logos. That's actually what I And have. you know what's inside the box too. Good idea. Yeah. And I actually, if you don't have that or if you if you have, um, one thing I find is that the Infinity Large Boxes for for games, uh, I have one sitting right there. Okay. Like they have a large box. So when you buy a box set with like the two-player army sets, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They come with a little white box and that's like a perfect shape to put in. Because they're about the same size you buy large 40K kits in too. No. Large no? 40K... Sets are shaped weird. Okay. You can see them over there. And the boxes are not as good. All right. I'll take your word. Like, you'd have to cut them. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, you can do that. Okay. Well. And I like the fact that they open top face up. Yes. Here's here's the other thing. Don't make it so that it fits. You have to slide, you have to slide it, it in the side. No, no, no. Yeah, you want it so that the top of the, of like... You put down the trays one on top of each other, then and close then you, the... Yeah, you close mm-hmm. the thing on top, and then you can open it up so that you can see all of your minis, and you yep. can make sure like if anything's messed up, you can fix that on the top. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so other, other methods other than magnets, foam... I don't see too much else other than that, other than the crazy people that just drop them all in a box. and <laughs> With zero I, fucks I given. With some stuff. Oh, I know, for yeah, plastics, Lord, I sometimes Lord do that. Stuff. I just drop them in a box and bring mm-hmm. them around, and you know what? I've been surprised. They don't break that much. Yeah. Even some of the things like... 
I, I just like glue on ex, uh, changed some of the weapons so all the weapons are glued on and I'm mm-hmm. like hey these not really broken apparently plastic is really light and so it doesn't really break when you carry them around yeah it's not like I throw those boxes but mm-hmm. like at the same time they haven't really broken uh, yeah I so, do that for my orcs too so if you don't care and they're plastic literally you could just do nothing <laughs> yeah just throw, throw them in a box throw them yeah. in a, like a Tupperware or something for the dollar store and bring them around it's fine mm-hmm. so I guess when you get to it's tr- not fine for my infinity stuff oh metal, no not for metal it's, not, it's never fine for metal <laughs> I do it for some metal my orcs though I'm like ah yeah. I don't give a shit I can't tell just the difference uh, they chip they definitely chip mm-hmm. but I'm just like I don't know whatever yes so the other more difficult possibly thing would be terrain yeah so it's the third man on a game table kind of thing or the third army not, not the third man mm-hmm. technically there's no man that should be on your like full size grown man that should be on your table no, that, that'd be, that's that's why the trade that's, that's just real war <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah your third army on the table is your terrain and oftentimes when you go to a store or you go to your friend's place you want, might want to bring some nicer terrain because maybe your friend doesn't have a full set of of the terrain that you want maybe they only have a fantasy terrain and you're playing a sci-fi game yep or you've got a whole bunch of people playing yeah, so how do you bring around uh, the terrain? So I already said I'm slightly OCD about it. So before mm-hmm. I even build the terrain table, I figure out how it's actually going to get stored and moved. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, if this is too much for one box, I better like reconsider this idea. Yeah, so uh, I also like use giant uh, Tupperware boxes, but I realized if you're carrying them around, like, can, like you... one giant Tupperware box is fine if it's in your, your own home and yep. you're just packing it away. But if you want to carry them around... There's a, a roughly the right size box that you want your terrain to fit into. And it's almost better that you have two of those boxes than than one giant box. Yeah. If you have if you have too much terrain and you're trying to carry it around. Yeah, the one giant box is just unwieldy. Yeah, and then when you pack it away, you, there's like so much packing, especially if you want to put one piece at the bottom of your box. You've got to oftentimes unpack the entire box to put that one piece in. It's just better smaller boxes that are roughly the right the size like I don't know what size that box is. But like the 20, box I'm pointing at right like now. Like 20 inches by like, 40 inches? Yeah, it's like a 20 by 40 inches box with mm-hmm. uh, 22, about 12 inches. Yeah. 2022. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those boxes, the perfect size. You can actually hold it with one hand. Like if you have to open a door and, it, yeah, and, you can hold and push it comes to shove, yeah. you can just put it next to your side and hold it. But if you get yeah. too big, you're just screwed. Even all of the stuff inside the box is going to be so heavy that it might bend the handle when you're only holding it with one hand. Or it smashes itself yeah. just like... Just like and they smash themselves. Mm-hmm. Those size boxes can generally carry any size piece of terrain that you have. Yeah. Like you can go even smaller, like a shoe size box thing. But then you start having troubles of some of your terrain is just not going to fit in the shoe size box mm-hmm. uh, size. So even if you have, I don't know, five shoe size boxes, some of the terrain you can't carry around. So I feel like those boxes are good in general. Also for a lot of games, uh, depending on the game, Infinity um, is a bit tight. But in general, that size box is about right to carry all the terrain for one table yeah so we've been redoing some of the store terrain lately for mm-hmm. our infinity group yep. and we're like oh we should get more tables of terrain and we've just been having to fix up the existing terrain mm-hmm. and by doing that you really get the realization that any terrain that has fiddly bits on it mm-hmm. or that's just not quite that sturdy mm-hmm. will start taking like lots of damage yeah. it's unfortunate but that's just reality yeah I have one like we've had a lot of terrain uh, for infinity and a lot of it gets busted but I did make a certain set of terrain 
in my head to make it indestructible, and it's yep. been holding up really, really well. It's so it's, it's hard. It's HDF. So it's and yeah. I cut it into mm-hmm. squares. Then I filled the insides. I filled the insides with the, the insides is a base uh, pink foam. It's a styrofoam block styrofoam on the whole inside, inside with with hardboard glued to the outside. Yeah. Yes, you can't just have the the pink styrofoam. That's uh-huh. tough. But literally, people will stab it and destroy it. So I put yes. hardboard on top, and then I like because a lot of people bring styrofoam train to the lines, store, and that yeah. shit doesn't survive. Because oh, because well, there's we talked about the careless people. But then there's another class of like the two percent of people who will destroy <laughs> because they can, they're and, just and they're attracted thinking, to just, and they just stab it. They yeah, just stab they just start stabbing or biting or I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. So I put the hardboard on top, uh-huh. and then I cut some. Uh, I I cut some. Uh, just lines, designs on the front, and then painted painted in block colors. Mm-hmm. And that thing has stood up surprisingly well. Yep. And then I have like little containers that slide inside the... the, the so some parts things. of the terrain goes into the, the tougher buildings yep. so that they don't get their ass kicked or they don't just... And so there's more space. And that it all packs away into mm-hmm. one box yes. around that size. Yeah, because it's key. Because if you can't pack it into one box, you then start either losing stuff yeah. or... And especially if you're mm-hmm. at a store, like... People will not put it back. It has to be easy to put back, too. Yeah, it has to be as easy as possible. Yes, because if it requires specific instructions, which unfortunately some of my terrain projects do, I've tried to keep them as simple as possible. Yeah, when you used to bring it, we like no one could pack that terrain away except for you. Oh, that's because it was I... like a Tetris game every single time you tried to put the terrain away. Well, I had to spend 45 minutes to figure out the Tetris myself. <laughs> <laughs> do you even remember now? Yeah. You still remember? Yeah, of course. Okay. I've, I've brought it to tournaments, so I still remember how to do it. Okay. Yeah, you, you should have had like a... An instruction a manual. instruction manual half to pack away. Yes. Yeah. But then, it's at the same time, uh, because it's, that terrain is not indestructible terrain, you almost want someone who would take care of it to it, put it back. Because yes. we, we have a lot of people at the store um, who are... I think we talked about this at, at the beginning. They don't treat the terrain like it's someone's model. No. They literally treat it as I don't know, like chairs or something. Mm-hmm. Where they just smash it together, and it's also weird at stores how often chairs get destroyed. How are you destroying these chairs? I don't understand. I think there's just some people that weigh more than twice as much as us, and the chairs literally like not meant for this. They're they can definitely take someone twice as heavy as us. Maybe they don't take someone jumping up and then who's like, twice as heavy, <laughs> just like just jumping up and down, down nonstop, like oh, it's DNT. I'm up. just tr- yeah. I'm sitting on the monster's Maybe face, <laughs> and, then they, and they crash the chair. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just um, I don't know. Anyways, that was just inside, uh-huh. um, but just because of how many chairs get. No, because that's a good and analogy. The, yeah, and the chairs are not like. They're not flimsy plastic chairs. They're not the chairs. flimsy no. plastic chairs at, at the store, which I'm surprised at. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so anyways, just make sure that if you're at a store, like, I think the culture of care matters, right? And I, and I do know some people were uh, at the store uh, get annoyed when other people tell them what to do. Even but, even like, if it's literally like even, a matter like, of cleanliness and organization and respect, yeah. like that's what Could taking care of terrain. You can't tell me to be respectful to this person, and then they'll just slap you in the face. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> either you punch them back in the face, or you literally just have to like. Yeah, you just kind of like, no, that's not what I meant. I just need to be nice to them, even though they're being yeah. trash. Yes, <laughs> I wouldn't call them trash. But well. I feel like I understand because I'm a, also I don't like being told what to do. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if we don't actually take that care that have that culture of care like emphasize that 
mm-hmm. the train will get destroyed. Like Yeah, because we come to the store, store a lot. So often when we mm-hmm. come back to the store for other games, I'll be like, oh, shit, our train's just like lying around the store. Mm-hmm. And clearly it was packed away when our games day was done, but I'll just mm-hmm. have to pack this away because other people don't have a level of care. Yeah, so just putting in those... I'm trying to put in more of those signs, writing it in permanent marker on our boxes, mm-hmm. put like infinity train please put back after use and of course that's not foolproof obviously people are just going to ignore that often yeah. but so, like so if you put it, it there mm-hmm. if you write it down at least it'll be a reminder so that you only have to put it away i don't know so 80 percent of the time instead of 100 percent of the time yeah so for store terrain i find it's it's probably got to be really easy to pack away mm-hmm. plus it just needs to be durable because there's all yeah. sorts of beautiful train out there like i was looking for other train we could get for the store i'm like Oh, this has little bits sticking off all in different directions. Mm-hmm. When someone just tries, if it doesn't fit perfectly and someone will just try to force it into place, mm-hmm. this will now be broken. So unfortunately, yeah, it can't even... It can't be... It can't be at the store. Like, it just, yeah. it's unfortunate. Or if you put it at the store, it's got to get packed away every single time you're done using it. Putting it into a locker or something like that. Mm-hmm. And there's certain types. Like, I, I feel like one of the problems is a lot of that terrain that just gets shattered and blown up, it seems tough, but it's brittle. So it's tough mm-hmm. if you just keep it on the table and you, you know you're playing with it. Yep. But if someone takes it and drops it on the floor for some reason, it's over. then it will sh- it, it's over, right? Yep. And so in some ways it's just better if you have terrain that is just more repairable. Like so if it plastic, if, right? Yep. If you have the 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 games workshop type plastic, yeah, they'll break off assuming you don't lose the pieces which has happened with the <laughs> the pieces. Yeah. In. In the store, I don't understand how you. Like, where, where did the roof go? Yeah, like, where is the this fuck? roof? How did the, the? Where did it go? Right, it broke. Mm-hmm. It like, like that's the thing. It didn't break in half. Mm-hmm. But when you lose the piece, well, it's just as bad. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's not a solution. Yeah. Maybe you really should just have HDF layered uh, square blocks so that they don't get destroyed. Yeah. With the pink foam inside so that they, they maintain their shape. I've always thought about what would happen if you just put spray foam on the inside of the train. Because it does expand a bit, which I worry would cause the train to explode. But mm-hmm. I, at some point I may try it to see what happens if you just put spray foam on the inside of the train. Which piece of terrain? The oh, like any, any hollow terrain, like the plastic terrain. MDF terrain even too, who knows. Mm. But I've thought about it. Yeah, that might work. But you'd be also worried about the the foam just expanding outside of the, even if it doesn't explode the thing. Oh, like coming out the windows? Yeah, <laughs> might do that. The windows, Anyhow, kind of thing. all right. So yeah, I guess the store terrain needs to, like be easy to put away, and unfortunately, and it's got to be invincible. And you mm-hmm. also want to just like every once in a while talk to the group, the groups in there, and say, hey, just make sure you take care of the train. Mm-hmm. You ask people. Here, here's one thing that I've I've, I've thought about, and I've I've been trying to do is that uh, instead of just putting it away yourself and uh, and treating the terrain with care yourself mm-hmm. ask the other people to put the terrain away and take care of it and then if there's because something that they don't, gives if them they don't, and if they don't understand it because it might yeah. there might be a difficulty to it but they're, they yeah. know they can ask you it's basically like make sure that in your group you you foster the idea that everyone takes care of the terrain, everyone mm-hmm. puts it away, everyone does those things, right? So because you, even though you feel like it's not your your duty to be the mom of everyone else, like just people just sometimes do they just need a reminder, right? Yeah. That they need buy in, that they have buy in, and that they require we require buy in from everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
So if you're on terrain, I guess you can really do whatever you want as long as you yeah, have space to keep it. If you want, yeah, you can smash it. But you know, as long as you have space to keep it, you can pretty much do what you want. Yeah. But you don't want it to be too hard, otherwise you're gonna. Even you will be annoyed, and you're like, I'll just keep it out. Yeah, or you'll never get it out. One yeah, or the other, or never get it out. That's the worst. Mm-hmm. When you just it's so much of a pain in the butt to put the t- the stuff out, then you just never use it. Yep. All right. All right. Well, I think we talked about the pros and cons of lots of things about taking yeah. care of your toys. Yep. Uh, if you have any ideas or any cool new pieces of traveling tech that you, <laughs> that you that you use to mm-hmm. bring more uh, games or, or terrain or, or miniatures around. Yep. Yeah, come and uh, tell us. All right. Well, thanks for listening. It's me and Alan. It's been Brandon. Fuck cardboard terrain. <laughs> All right. One more thing. So if you enjoyed that podcast and want to listen to more, you can find them over at DiceOverEverything.com or uh, on your favorite podcast app. And if you want to leave a comment, message, or ideas for like more podcasts from yeah, us. Or just get in touch with us. At Facebook and look for Dice Over Everything there. All right. Bye.